This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the only official home of Swamp Boys Genetics. SeedsHereNow.com also carries seeds from TH Seeds, Aficionado Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Now let's jump into the podcast. All right, here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 653 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, Mike is joining me to talk about a new rule change here in Colorado. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks, man. And uh, good to be back, everybody. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back, bro. Pandemic had things weird. I don't want to talk too much about the P word, uh, but uh, thanks for joining us, dude. And uh, yeah, let's have a good show. Good, good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're safe. Glad you're healthy. Uh, dude, I'm glad you are surviving the flood and the rain. Holy shit. I don't want to sound like an old guy talking too much about the weather, <laughs> but dude, it is raining in town right now. If if our connections look shitty on this Zoom video, you guys, we apologize. It is, um, I've never said the word deluge, but I think it may be a deluge outside today. That may be the official word. Yeah, there's been uh, a lot of rainfall in the last couple hours, so it's been yeah. fun. Uh, the grow rooms... The grows are using all of the gear today. We had the air conditioner, the dehumidifier, the fan, everything but the heater today. Who knows? Maybe by the end of the night, uh, we'll kick on that heater for a couple of degrees. We're using all of the equipment in the grow room today. Shout out to the grow room gear. The dehumidifier is working for its fucking Putting money today. Work. <clears throat> yeah, shout out to the dehumidifiers. <laughs> You're yeah. not the most important piece in the room. Yeah, today it today, is working. You went up the list. Yeah, we, we, that's the MVP today is that dehumidifier. Uh, Mike, I feel like it is a good chance to give you the opportunity to uh, let us know how people can stalk you on social media and also maybe uh, how they can find you on what's that Facebook page you got? That's another one I'm thinking about. You can find me at Twitter at, at NemoPunk15 and you can find me on Facebook at Pueblo for Sensible Cannabis Laws. There you go. Give my buddy a follow, stalk him a little bit. Uh, also, uh, how about your Patreon, bro? You want to give a shout out to a few of the Patreon folks? Uh, Patreon, yeah, you can find me on Patreon if you'd like to support me in the show at patreon.com forward slash white Mike. Um, big shout outs to Tree Star Meadow, Farmer Z, Learning and Burning, OG Purple Thumb, and the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Really appreciate the support, y'all. Thank glad you. to help you out, and, bro. Uh, glad to be back on the show. I actually need to up my uh, need to up my contribution to you. I feel like my tier has gone up, so I need to send a little bit more your way. It just feels like the yeah, been, shit rolls downhill is what they say, right? <laughs> yeah, shit, rain, pretty much everything go downhill. Yeah, we're, dude. All right. Uh, let's not focus too much on the weather. I feel like such an old man talking. It's raining like cats and dogs. It's raining cats and dogs out there, but it is the fucking tremendous. Someone in my life always says is the only thing that goes uphill is money. And that's Ooh. what I was trying not to say. <laughs> well, we're just getting older by the minute so on I this went episode. Back to the rain. Uh, big shout out to everybody that supports Mike on Patreon. Uh, his list is growing. Something I noticed is I've got a list here of people I wanted to give a shout out to, and you just hit half of them. So double shout out to all the people you mentioned. I think all of those people are also part of my Patreon campaign. So thank you guys. 
Also yeah, want to send a thank you. Best yeah, they, they crush it. Good people. And I'm trying to get this hair off my microphone here just so that doesn't show up for too long. You saw it. It was there. I fixed it, you guys. Uh, professional show we got. Big shout out to my friend, Danky Dave, Brett C. Know me by my guacamole, Samurai Gardens. Uh, big respect to my buddy Tonto, Farmer Z, Chicago Dabber, Grimble the Druid, uh, Tree Star Meadow, OG Purple Thumb, The Bafsta. Uh, I, my list is longer. I'm going to cut it short. I was trying to cover a lot of people today. Big shout out to all of those folks right there for supporting me on Patreon. My Patreon is, of course, patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. There's a link in the show notes, video description. I will try to remember, maybe when I'm listening and editing, hey, Rasta Jeff, this is your note. Put a link to Mike's Patreon in the video description. There you go. That was for me, you guys. Uh, also, it kind of programmed you to go support Mike on Patreon. Thanks, you guys, for the Patreon support. Check this out. Uh, this is one of the rare opportunities I'll be able to do this. I'm on a Zoom video using my MacBook for the camera. So look, Patreon, I've got two cameras. Thank you, you guys. Uh, multicam stuff is coming. Editing multicam is, is going to be fun, but there you go. It's multicam stuff. For later this week, folks. <clears throat> yes, multicam is coming. Thank you, Patreon, for making that happen. That's Patreon's, uh, that's your fault, you guys. Thank you, multicam. I'm excited about it. Uh, patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. Also, uh, you notice I'm rocking the grow from your heart podcast official t-shirt, uh, hit the Irie genetics website, iriegenetics.com. There's an Irie genetics store. Uh, hit that. You can grab the shirts. There's a link there. If you go to the website and sign up to the newsletter, uh, there is a uh, newsletter spot. You'll find it. It's easy. Put in your email address, hit send. It'll sign you up for my newsletter. Once a month, I will send you a coupon code for the Etsy store, perhaps a coupon code for a new vendor. Um, just special deals and stuff. I try not to spam you too hard with the uh, newsletter. I try to go once a month, maybe every two weeks if there's something worth talking about, but you'll get a coupon code, save a couple of bucks. That's always really helpful. I feel like I'm advertising too much and rambling here at the start of the show. There is a point to this podcast. I did mention that. We do have a serious topic. Yes, there are a lot of rules changing. They changed some rules here in Colorado. Before I hit that part, um, I did have a couple of more uh, bullet points. There are a lot of new legal states coming online. Mike mentioned that in kind of the uh, the pre-ramble. Pre-ramble is such a good word, like a preamble, but it's the pre-ramble. I just made that up. In our pre-ramble, uh, we talked about new states coming online. Uh, Virginia, I think Mike said, shout out to the goo to Guru. If Virginia is now legal, big up to Guru. Um, as soon uh, as you said it, it didn't sound right in my ear, so I'm going to check it again. <laughs> Mike's Googling. I think you might be correct. It's one of those places. But New Mexico is definitely legal now. Uh, New Mexico had some controversy because uh, they had a, uh, basically, I don't remember the letters of it. They have a New Mexico medical marijuana program. And a couple of my friends just got their medical marijuana cards renewed and they paid big money to get certain plant counts and do all this stuff. And now they're allowed to grow so much product legally because the state of Colorado or New Mexico made these rules. Today, those rules changed on the first. And now all that money that my friend paid for his card to be valid for the next 18 months is no longer valid. And he's trying to uh, find some recourse with the state of New Mexico and New Mexico is kind of telling him to go fuck himself. So that's going to be interesting. But what I'm getting at in the long rambles here is just because your location may have gone legal doesn't mean that you can walk out in the streets with your bong and do bong rips for prosperity. There's so many rules. Like, yeah, there are so many rules and it's your, your responsibility, unfortunately, to know them before you go partake or participate. Don't don't be wait to told be told the rules. Uh, know them before you break them. So some of them are not intuitive. Yeah, yeah. But just because it's legal where you are doesn't mean that you can go taking bong rips in the streets. You can smoke joints in the car. Find out the rules and regulations where you are. Sometimes 
if uh, if the thing was voted on today and it passed today, people think we can dab in the streets today. No, bro, you got to wait for it to actually go into play. It's going to take effect. a little time. Yeah, it's not just like, hey, we could dab now. It's like, nope, uh, nope, buddy. we got to pat with the rule pass. Now we got to make, there's a buffer time that you got to wait for. So I love the excitement. I love the enthusiasm. I love all of that stuff, but be careful. Don't think, uh, don't, uh, don't think that just because it's legal, you can overdo yourself and then end up in trouble. Like when I'm going somewhere else, I went to another state just to, recently. I went to another place to go visit and have a good time. Before I went there, I Googled the rules around cannabis because I knew the people I was going with. What's a, there was going to be cannabis in my group. I knew that somehow, some way, when I got there, there would be cannabis products involved. And I knew we would be consuming cannabis. I Googled possession laws, possession limits. What happens if I get caught with concentrates? What happens if I get caught with concentrate gear? Like what if I have a rig and a torch and a carb cap? and dabs in the car like what are my opportunities here you can buy stuff in a store in colorado that will get you years in prison in nearby oh mike um you guys i'm going to talk over mike for a moment mike's connection cut out so i'm just going to talk for a moment and let him catch up mike can't hear me he's giving me the ear signals um but you guys i'm just going to ramble till mike's connection catches up i'm pretty sure you understand what's going on by now uh the point is we could buy stuff here in colorado and if i drive to uh kansas there we go mike is back yeah mike you made a very good point brother i could buy some stuff here at a dispensary uh 30 miles from the kansas border and drive that 30 miles and as soon as i hit that fucking border boom i'm fucked and there are so many state troopers waiting at the utah border uh the Mm. kansas border what's the one north wyoming wyoming Uh, new mexico doesn't have any fucking cops so they're not sitting there waiting for you You got to get a little bit more south but no honestly you guys there are some cops in new mexico friendly medical marijuana state and now they're recreational brother few with today they're recreational reciprocity yeah and they just went wreck um but texas is the big one yeah i always think of yeah because a gram of hash in colorado is just a fucking good time a gram of hash in Texas is hard drugs that your ass is going to prison for. The fucked up uh, part about Texas, well, I mean, the one, the one of the many, but <laughs> Texas, I love you. I pick on Texas a lot. I love now. you guys. I love you guys. Nothing but love for Texas. Shout out to Empire Dave. Uh, one of the fucked up things about Texas, so this is my Green Dot Labs concentrate container. This was a jar of fatso number two. I just scooped the last dab out of here for me. In this jar, you could see there's, uh, for the people just listening, there are remnants. Like if I were uh, residue, if I were a youngster and I were fucking scrounging up for concentrates, I could get two or three of these jars and scrape that out of there. I could get a dab. I could definitely make a dab out of that. Uh, in years past, when things weren't the way they should be, I've been known to fucking pull a couple jars out. Like I know there's a dab fucking in all of these and scrape them together. That's happened. Uh, I guess that's the old school. This is the new school version of scraping your fucking pipe. Let me scrape all my jars. In Texas, this would be. Uh, I would be charged with the weight of this jar and its lid, which this is a glass jar with a big, dense plastic lid. This is at least an ounce. I would be yeah, charged with an ounce of concentrate because of this container. The same legal classification as meth and heroin. I'm going to drop it's, it on the table and you can hear how damn heavy it is. You really need it's to know heavy. the rules, people. That's the, the tangent we're on. Is It is incredibly important to know the rules where you're playing. Yes. And in Texas, they charge you for your container weight. So if you got some shit in Texas, carry it in parchment paper. <laughs> that way it's lighter. Uh, but just don't fuck around in Texas. Is my legal. As your lawyer, I highly advise you don't fuck around in Texas. Behave yourself. Um, all right. So know the rules where you are. 
it doesn't mean you can dab in the streets. That's that was my point here. I don't want people getting in trouble. People are like, hey, I can grow a bunch of weed now. Maybe. Like, be yep. careful. It's the uh, one that fucked everybody here was you can't grow weed in your backyard. Yes. Like it feels like you should be able to, but you definitely can't. I want to uh kind of segue. We're gonna get to the topic here, but uh I saw somebody post a picture the other day of their outdoor grow, and there were like 24 plants in their outdoor Colorado grow. Hey guys, be careful. Your limit is six, maybe 12. If you've got medical uh, uh, credentials, uh, no, you don't have credentials or medical recommendations. Two, two adults in a house, you can legally grow 12. Yeah. So, so 12. If there's just one adult, if it's a single adult property and only one person's getting mail there, the, the, and you don't have a medical card, the limit's six. But do you can not. Have up to 12 with you and a wife is what they're thinking. So do not post a photo of 13 plants. That's my nope. advice. 12, post a picture of 11 plants. Like, don't even, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's some of you, my friends out there. Federally, like, triple think about posting, period. Because the powers that be still like to fuck with any, us any way they can because it can't Yes. Be. Yeah. Depending on yeah. your location, definitely yep. double, triple Even think here in Colorado, stuff. it can fuck with your child custody cases. It can fuck with your job. It can fuck with your livelihood or banking different ways you're banking. Um, I mean, there's sort of no end to the list of ways we have come up with to screw with people in an attempt to get them to not smoke weed. Um, and during legalization, even here in Colorado, where we really started uh, legalization, um, there's just no no attempt yet to go back and go, we shouldn't fuck with people's schools, uh, school funding options because they got caught with pot or we shouldn't kick them out of federal housing because they're smoking pot or, you know, test positive. We shouldn't take them off transplant lists or threaten to take their children away. Like all those things still happen even here. Yeah. So not to be Debbie Downer on the show, but well, that's kind of what we're playing. So you can play safe. We know that's your role, Mike. We know that's what, you, yep. what we brought you for. <laughs> Every party needs a pooper. Yeah. This is Colorado. You can uh, grow, uh, consume, uh, you can open up a fucking storefront. You can advertise on the radio, but there's nowhere really legal to go smoke. So you got to go home. I totally checked. Virginia did go legal. Nice. Shout out to Virginia. The headline said it was squirrely and you should read the article to understand it. So do that. I didn't. <laughs> um, I think it's funny that they said squirrely in an article. That's, uh, it was that's awesome. Oh, well, shit. I was hoping the reporter said the word <laughs> squirrely. Reporter Mike with the word squirrely on the scene. All right, we've rambled for a long fucking time. We've promised the people a podcast here. Uh, there may be an editor seven to happen into this. Uh, Mike, there are some new rules happening in Colorado that uh, are going to affect myself and possibly you. You don't shop as heavily as I do, but this may affect me and you in the future, uh, affect myself. The, the people who wrote the bill that we're talking about hope it affects everybody. Hmm. Um, that's their goal. Uh, um, so the bill we're talking about, if you'd like to read along at home, listeners, uh, you can look it up. It's Colorado. Um, so you can Google this by just typing the capital letters CO for Colorado and then HB for house bill and 1317 is the serial number. So CO HB 1317. 
um, it's designed as a bill to add restrictions and regulations to Colorado's medical marijuana program and marijuana concentrates. Um, the anti-cannabis powers to be around the country and here in Colorado have learned that um, the only two talking points they have that anyone still gives a fuck about are marijuana is way stronger now than it was in the 60s and you should be afraid of that. And teenagers getting a hold of cannabis is especially bad now because it's super strong, like we told you about a minute ago. <clears throat> Longtime listeners of this show will know that I have rambled at length repeatedly about what nonsense both of those talking points are. Um, and I'm happy to do so again in a future show. Uh, so anyway, House Bill 1317, with those two talking points in mind, uh, made its way through the Colorado legislature and was signed into law about a week ago by Governor Polis. Uh, most of the stuff I'm going to be talking about takes place immediately or whenever they can figure out how to do it, uh, because some of it's not immediately possible in Colorado. So under the new law... They're changing medical marijuana rules, especially for people under the age of 21. So right now, before this bill in Colorado, you can be a medical marijuana patient at any age. Um, if you're 21 or over, you just go to one doctor, um, often a doctor that specializes in medical marijuana. You talk to that doctor in a doctor's appointment. They fill out your paperwork. You send your paperwork into the state. You get a thing back on your phone now. It's very easy. Um, and that's all it takes to get your medical marijuana card. I believe if, that's 18 and over. Yeah, 18 and up. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Um, and there's a different group under 18 where you needed two doctors to sign off on your card. And most medical marijuana doctors didn't want anything to do with you. So there was this middle group of people who were 18 to 21 who were too young to shop in rec stores, but old enough to shop in medical stores who would get medical marijuana cards. And the bill supposes a large number of those people were then retail selling cannabis they purchased with their medical card and cannabis concentrates to their uh, high school friends. Um, and so they've come up with new rules requiring anyone under 21 to go see two marijuana doctors uh, or not two marijuana doctors, two doctors to sign their marijuana paperwork. Um, they've implemented a couple of other rules that the physicians will have to meet, um, like reviewing previous doctor's records um, recommending dosage and potency limits, especially for patients under 21. Uh, my video is frozen. Your video is frozen. Audio. You sound perfect. You just now froze as okay. you said that. As long as you I guys, was, as long as you still get my audio, but I was blowing out my dad. You just came right back to you. I was blowing yep, out my dad and I looked back. and I was like, is he frozen or am I that high? Um, that works. I needed to take a breath anyway. So they're You're looking doing to make though, it so a stop. lot harder for um, under 18 year olds to purchase cannabis concentrates. One of the other things that freaked them out was recreational patients <laughs> can only buy eight grams of concentrates a day. Medical patients could buy 40. 
Um, I was surprised to learn that the number is 40. I was pretty sure it was um, like 50 something because 28 plus 28. And that's where the limit comes from. You know, I've been at a shop that sells me 56. Yeah, the post, limit I've, should be 56 I said by the a law, shop. all of the articles that I've read recently have specified the old limit was 40. <clears throat> huh. I was getting 56 um, at one spot. Shout out to that place. That should have been the limit the way I understand the way the law is written. It's just literally 15 news articles in a row said the old limit was 40. I think the bill language even says the old limit was 40. Wow. But it's pretty clear by one of the other provisions in this bill that people that understand Colorado's marijuana laws and work kind of inside them were not involved, really. <coughs> this is a bill written by anti-cannabis people and people they've managed to scare. Um, so they're requiring under 21-year-olds to go to two doctors. They've made it a really hard to be a cannabis uh, doctor only. Um, they're trying to push so that anyone with a medical marijuana card is getting that from their primary care physician, or if they're under 18, a primary care physician and a recommended specialist that already has access to their whole medical history. Wow. Um, just again, this, I really need to stress this listeners, this bill is not meant to do good or to make better or to improve. It is meant to hamper, hinder and destroy. Um, explicitly <laughs> the people behind this are gleeful on Facebook over the death blow they've served Colorado's medical marijuana program. Um, this bill started out as a potency cap at 15%. Um, we'll get to that in a second. So if you're under 21, you've got to go see two doctors They made it way harder to be a medical marijuana doctor in Colorado. They're probably going to get incredibly scarce as well. And we're slowly going to start seeing um, other physicians who don't specialize in cannabis being forced to learn and catch up with the rest of us and then fill the gap that's created when the medical marijuana doctors start disappearing. It changes the purchase limits for medical marijuana period down to eight grams of concentrates per day. If you're under 21, so you're, um, uh, between 18 and 21, because if your parents are shopping for you, if you're under 18 and you can't go into the building, I believe those people could still get full eight grams of concentrates. But if you're between the ages of 18 and 21, you'll be limited to just two per day. What? So if you're an 18 year old with stomach cancer, who's using concentrates as medicine, your life just got real fucking shitty. Um, there's no other way to say it. You can't like imagine if you had to fill your prescription medicine in a day or two or three or four day supply. Yeah. yeah. Like if you had to go to the pharmacy six times a month to get your medicine and have stomach cancer at the same time, yeah. like yeah. it's super unfunctional. And that's the point. They want to make it hard and unfunctional. Um, so those are the main changes to medical marijuana. They also want to, one of the big ones that I almost just forgot, bad mic. Um, they're going to set up a statewide medical marijuana tracking system. Yeah, I was going to ask so about that So they want to add a function to our tracking system metric that tracks cannabis product from 
is seed stage or clone stage through moving out into the consumer world. So like they track it to the dispensary and then as the dispensary sells it, there's just a form that says they sold that pound of weed, you know, three and a half grams at a time all day long until it was gone. They want it set up so that it marks that Jeff bought three grams on Monday and three more grams on Wednesday. And I came in on Tuesday and bought four grams and then seven grams on Sunday. They want it all specific to the patient so that the state registry will kick out an error at a retail level if an 18 to 21 year old tries to store hop and buy more than two grams per day. They also want it set up so that the doctor's recommendation of you should have um, X amount of cannabis per dose, X amount uh. of doses per day. So like when you your other stuff, it's in milligrams. So 50 milligrams in the morning by mouth with food or whatever, or three times a day with just water. Um, they want the same thing with marijuana or cannabis medicine. And they also want a potency attachment too, because one of the theories they've built into the bill is that the higher the potency number, the more problematic it becomes um, consumption consequence wise. They're, uh, the people behind this bill have an operating theory that cannabis concentrates cause schizophrenia. So like these aren't sane people. A lot of them are very tragic figures. Um, I can get into that too, but I kind of want to stay focused on the bill before I get too squirreled yeah, yeah, off yeah. and too ADD'd off into the corner. Um, so that's the medical marijuana stuff. Um, the tracking program, super unfeasible right now. Um, the last time I worked with metric metric was not capable of doing that. It was barely capable of doing what we're asking it to do. Um, asking it to track retail enough so that the state database knows how many grams of medical marijuana everybody bought last week is going to be really complicated. There's another state that actually does that. They used to, they don't anymore. They just <laughs> changed that system to the, I think so. Uh, but they used to go by units and you were allowed so many units per month and the state would know how many units you have and it would be in your computer. And as you shop, just like you would say, Mike's got a hundred units and you'd buy whatever. And then it would take it out of your units. Yeah. And like a concentrate would be two units and a flower or gram would be a unit or whatever. I don't know how they, they broke uh, it down, but. Um, the folks behind this bill really hoped this would kill medical. And I think that's a big reason they don't have any sort of tracking system for reg. Uh, or for recreational. It's just it's just specifically targeted on the med program. Um, they're making it harder on doctors. They're making it harder on dispensaries. They're making it harder on med grows. The whole point is to squeeze the medical industry until it just shutters. And Colorado just has a recreational industry because people needing cannabis medicine is bulletproof politically. It's got support in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. The um, Anyone who spent any time working in or around marijuana knows its healing potential. Um, Sanjay Gupta is an incredible example of staunch prohibitionists who worked against us, spending time near us and having his eyes opened wide to the point where he was a major advocate for years with those can't weed specials on cnn 
Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, please Google Sanjay Gupta weed specials. It's four or five hours of wonderful television. Um, if you're unfamiliar with medical marijuana, those will get you all caught up. Um, so some other parts of this bill. Uh, limiting medical purchasing down from, from 40 grams a day to eight is pretty brutal um, for a lot of med patients. Um, it also sets money aside to study um, cannabis potency because you can't just give people concentrates and see what happens to them. That'd be wildly unethical according to modern psychology and modern medical studies. And the DEA and NIDA won't allow it. So um, the odds that this money is used for actual research is zero or maybe 1%. So they'll probably pull articles and just compile the findings from other articles where they tried to look at this. Nobody's really done the research, um, which is funny because the original marijuana research where they discovered the THC and CBD molecule was done with hashish. And the researcher has a lovely story about going to the police station and picking up confiscated kilos and then riding on a public bus back to the lab with them. So hashish and concentrates have been part of marijuana research since the first day we started researching it. Mike, what if we try to transport some uh, medical concentrates on the bus now? Like, hey, I, Mike, I'm just going to run this laugh really hard, putting pound that of concentrations portion of a, a manifest. That'd be so funny. Walk to bus <laughs> Get stop. On bus 117. <laughs> Ride to stop 74. <laughs> hey, you guys that work metric, I want to know if this works for you. I saw somebody uh, in the directions. It said planned route. It said uh, quickest possible route or most logical route or something like that. And they just typed that as their whole travel guide. So. That was my go-to for like the last year I did manifests. Really? Did it work for you? I never had anybody complain. No, you're not in jail. So that works. My favorite thing, I submitted my MED badge. And there's a thing that when you submit it, it says, hey, just because you're submitting your badge doesn't mean you're relinquished of any crimes you may have committed while you had this badge. Yeah, it doesn't mean <laughs> shit is so unguilty. funny. Yeah, this isn't like you didn't just hit safe by fucking tapping out of the game. You, you could still be fucked. That was that was a great clause. They made sure I signed that little stipulation. I was like, yeah, I, I just need this because other stuff. No worried. Um, all right, Mike. So they're going to limit our concentrate uh, purchases. I want to ask, do you think uh, that this is just going to send people to the black market, the free market? Sorry, the what is it? There are so many words Some, for it. Um, I still say black black market. I get that. The the cannabis market is such a weird space, and the history of it is super interesting. And so it's very different than other illicit markets. Um, in the late 90s, in the time when we were really involved, it was small home grows and friends and associates. And that's a reason that there weren't a lot of bodies. You know, like <laughs> we just stopped being friends when somebody fucked up or we just didn't like that guy or maybe somebody got beat up, you know. Like there weren't major shootouts over turf and shit. Um, but uh, it never fully went away. It just stopped having a point here in Colorado. Like it's just so easy to hit the dispensary. I don't have to call anybody. I don't have to arrange anything. Um, the odds that what we grew up in has a major resurgence here, or resurgence here is pretty slim. I think what's likely to happen is it's going to squeeze medical to death 
And so there's going to be a slow turnover of all of the places that have med and rec are slowly going to convert their med to, to more rec. And the places that just have med are going to be desperate as fuck to convert to rec because med still, I'm uh, 99% sure requires patient signups for plant counts. Um, my medical program function knowledge is a little rusty because I'm not even a med card holder for the first time in like 15 years right now just because I've been so damn busy. Shit, I haven't even been on the show. Right. Um, so I've even let my med card lapse, but I'm 99% sure medical dispensaries here still need patients to sign up with them so that they can have a plant limit and grow it in their grow. And when med medical marijuana doctors vanish, um, they're going to be way hard up for patients starting in a few months because patient numbers drop off every month, you know? So like this bill was designed to kill medical and it's probably going to do it. It's frustrating. Um, I was really surprised with how little the industry pushed back on this. As soon as they got the potency cap pushed to a potency study, they sat out the rest of the fight, which sucks. Um, I didn't hear much about it. Stuff. I hear um, a lot about a lot of these things and this one was kind of quiet. I feel like this one was kind of happened late at up. night when I wasn't looking. Um, the couple of times I brought it up because there was a packaging requirement that was tied to this where they were going to have yeah all cannabis concentrates had to be sold in one-tenth of a gram containers, which would mean you could still go buy your eight grams, but instead of eight jars, you would have to buy 80 jars, or they would have to figure out a way to divvy up what's inside the jar into 10 easily identifiable segments. Um that got cut out thank god through an amendment um but instead they inserted like three million dollars in funding for uh an educational campaign to talk to youth about extracted thc um another million a year to keep that program going through 2024 um another two million dollars for one of the re local universities to research um, cannabis potency and the effects of potent cannabis products on humans. Um, another $1.7 million to create a reporting system for coroners to report all um, violent deaths. So anything but died of old age. They want a uh, tox screen run. And those results reported to a statewide database mm. because the people behind this bill are a hundred percent sure that if you smoke cannabis, you commit suicide later. Um, especially if you're dabbing, um, they write books about it. They go to conferences where they tell each other about it. I mean, it's, I smoked a gram of concentrates while we've been sitting here on zoom. We've been on zoom for much longer than we've been recording this podcast. I've consumed a gram. This jar is empty. I showed the jar. I kind of want to go something I've never done on a podcast on my show. I've done it as a guest. Uh, I want to get up and go to my concentrate location and acquire another jar. Uh, and, uh, I have no desire to hurt myself or other people, bro. That's it's fucking shenanigans. That's bullshit is what that is. It's fucking stupid. So between the ages of 12 and 30, all of the crazy happens. 
and like that's when mm. you leave the house for the first time that's when you discover who you are as a person that's where you go on fuck i can't believe we live through that kind of shit bro type <laughs> adventures um that's the and then the van started rolling type that's the age group yeah yeah and if you look at all of the metrics like that age group dies young the most like in that window it's not 40 year olds it's not 10 year olds it's like 16 to 30 um that's also when mental illness appears that's also when um other disorders like anxiety bipolar opposite yeah. defiant those can really come to a head in the late teens early 20s and the other thing that happens then is you start experimenting with narcotics and and it, alcohol tobacco pot those are the big three sex drugs and rock and roll man yep it's just yeah. not the same if you don't do all three um <laughs> but gotta go fast for a too. large part the people behind this bill and the people that make up the anti-cannabis movement are people who had loved ones who died young and were using cannabis to some extent before they died some of these people were clearly experiencing mental illness one of the things that you learn when you study depression and mental illness and psychology is that when people are in a state of mental anguish or anxiety, depression, you self-medicate with anything you can get your hands on. Yeah. And anyone who's known someone with mental illness or depression, especially when that was emerging in them, they self-medicate wildly. Because you think, oh, I'm not depressed. I'm tired. So you drink a lot. Of, you start abusing caffeine. The caffeine starts taking its toll. So you start smoking pot or drinking at night to take the edge off so you can unwind. And that tends to make mental illness worse. And so there's definitely a cycle that can start when a young person starts suffering and starts self-medicating and then eventually commits suicide. And if you look at it objectively from the outside, you can see that, oh, it's not an A leads to B leads to C thing. It's, it was all depression. And all of the steps you're seeing aren't steps. They're not dominoes. They're symptoms that all come yeah. from the middle thing. Yep. And when you're up close, all you see is the loss. And when you're we seeking, were kids, these people blame. would, yeah. And you seek to place blame. And when we were kids, these people ended up to some extent going from middle school to middle school to tell you not to smoke crack um, or whatever it was of the day. Don't don't drink. My kid died in a drunk driving accident. Don't do coke. My kid died coked out in a car accident. Don't do heroin. My my favorite son, who was a wrestler and a star athlete, died of heroin. Like now they have online anti pot groups that they can get whatever from um and these groups have been throwing everything they can um at the wall trying to see what sticks and the only two things that get any traction with anybody anymore are the potency argument and the think about the kids argument save the children yep. and i mean i was really disgusted to see that this gained traction i was horrified when it got all the sponsors it got 
I was horrified with how quickly it moved through the Colorado House and Senate. Um, Jared Polis is incredibly pro-cannabis. Had a big signing event where the people behind this bill went to the governor's mansion and hung out around him at the signing table while he signed it and then got to take home the ceremonial pens and shit. And some of that's just the pomp and circumstance that goes with bill signing ceremonial pens that's just like a lot of times they just five of them get signed and you read about it in the news the next day these five bills got signed into law here's what they do there's no ceremony there's no ceremonial pens there's just the process being fulfilled legally um, and so the fact that there was a signing ceremony and ceremonial pens was disturbing in its own right, because that pomp and circumstance isn't necessarily standard, even though it is common. And to see a pro-cannabis governor sign an anti-cannabis bill that's only thinly veiled as a regulation bill was pretty ugly. Did we just lose video again? I saw you're, you glitch and then wave. You're back. Good you're audio? Good. Yeah, the audio is beautiful. So you're back. Yeah. And as long audio as the is, audio stays good. Yeah. I'm recording on a backup source as well. So I'm thinking, trying to do this right. Um, um, yeah, I always thought that dude was on our team. And then when I read what he had done, I was like, wait, what? But yeah, he did a couple other things that confused me too. So I'm not, I, I don't even want to talk too much about politics. Like well, the, I, am, I don't know enough, but I, I feel like I learned certain people because they, they represent us. Like I'm scrolling through the article on the westward here just to make sure I'm hitting all the points I need to. And the the paragraph right here is the recreational marijuana industry has stayed largely neutral or silent on the bill. Um, The medical marijuana community, which means actual community members, or they would have said industry, um, voiced the loudest resistance. Um, Over 100 medical marijuana doctors sent an opposition letter to the governor asking him to veto. Um. I don't think the governor's veto would have done anything because it looks like they really did have the votes to force it through regardless. Mm, That's rough. Um, This sets up a couple of studies that because of the limitations in this policy and law, the, the study can only conclude that concentrates are scary. And we don't know enough. And I think that's going to be enough for them to try to push concentrates out of the rec market in two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the people behind these bills, their <clears throat> goal is to cripple and to destroy. And they know that they can't, like if they just ran a straight up, let's repeal amendment 64 and go back to prohibition that they would get laughed out of the fucking state. Like maybe not even laughed, maybe rudding out on a rail. Like, <laughs> um, but they found ways where they can get in on a side conversation and they can bleed us dry. And one of them was let's keep adding taxes. Yeah. Until that there's oh, yeah. no money left to pay the people. And they got real close to doing it that way and got stuck. Yeah, there's and so many taxes. Yep, they came up with the let's do the potency bill. And two or three years ago, we were able to just, we hired all of the petition circulating companies and we made sure they were otherwise occupied. And the the anti-pop people were just straight up about the fact that they didn't have a broad enough coalition of support to get the signatures anyway without a hired company. Um, and then this year, they found a way to get the legislators to push it forward through them so they didn't need any signatures. Yeah. 
they got a couple of sponsors to take their their language and tweak it a little bit and throw it forward. And the original bill would have killed the concentrate industry completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. The um, things you were telling me the past the industry down for a couple of years. The some of the things industry. you said the past few months had me worried. And I was like clutching my dab rig going, Hey, wait, but I mean, what are they going to do with my dabs? Yep. And it's, we're in one of those weird fluxes. I mean, historically society makes a bunch of progress and things get newer and better and more interesting. And then a period of conflict happens like an 18 month pandemic that shut everything down. And then things go conservative for a while. Um, sometimes it's a minute. Sometimes it's 10 years. Um, and it usually the pendulum swings the other way for a bit. Um, you can go back and pull some like WAP level lyrics from the 1930s because the twenties and thirties had a big sexual revolution that was so far repressed. They had to fucking reinvent that shit in the sixties. Um, Mike's over here making WAP references a couple months late, but I'm still impressed. Life's different. Um, it's just, this feels like something we're going to backslide on. And I really need the community to give a shit about this because it's not a good thing. Um, the powers that be are pissed that they can't take away our voting rights because we like cannabis. They're pissed that they can't take away our property because we like cannabis. They're really pissed that we've made an industry out of buying, selling, growing, and consuming cannabis. And if they can find a way to put the genie back in the bottle and go back to kicking doors in because you might have a quarter ounce of weed in the table, they're gonna. Um, and we can't let them. And this yeah. is them trying the best they know how right now to, to backslide. If you get online and look for like Project Sam or Smart Approaches to Marijuana, talking about this bill in Colorado, their language is explicit. Colorado's experiment with legalization has failed. Full stop. Proof of that is this regulation bill where we're finally going to hold those evil marijuana people accountable. And we finally fought and hard won regulations. And they act like we don't have any rules. (laughs) They act like it's people growing it in their basements and selling it on street corners to toddlers. It's insane. And they get away with it because people like me have two kids now and we don't make it to all the meetings anymore. Right. And I'm over here running a podcast and not doing my job, I guess. Uh, So Mike, how do we, to start wrapping up, because we've been going for uh, long enough, uh, how do we... Make sure that shit doesn't happen like this uh, to us in the future here in Colorado, but in places where they are working on legalization and building their foundation. Uh, how did we miss this? And how do we make sure stuff like this doesn't keep happening? And what can we do? I want to get some final moments from some, some Mike's minutes, if you will. I think this happened because the industry grew complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, part of our legal industry has chased people like me out because we're annoying. Um, we remind the boss that federal law says breaks are a fucking thing. We, we call the boss when it's 105 degrees in the building and our, people oh, you tell me, out. Hey buddy, you're driving too fast yep. with all the dab rig in your, in the cup yeah, holder. Like, you're, you're that guy. That's why, that's why we call him white Mike. You guys, that's his fucking <laughs> job. Yep, I like the boss. Don't like it when you tell him you won't skirt the law for the same amount of money. <laughs> they just don't like it. They don't like it when you call him on the shit. 
And yeah. that's what advocates do is we see something that's wrong and it pisses us off and we stand up and speak about it. And it's, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes an endless amount of study and reading. Um, I mean, just knowing this bill was a thing, you have to at least check the news regularly or you wouldn't have even heard about it. Yeah. I wouldn't have known um, without you. It, uh, when I asked when the, the packaging requirement for hash still said concentrates had to be served in 10th of a gram containers, when that was still direct language in the bill, I asked around every time I was in a shop. Do y'all hear about the, the regulation bill that comes? No, what do you mean? Oh, it's it's really fucked up. You should learn about it. One of the things is they're going to require packaging. Oh, they wouldn't do that. That doesn't make any sense. That would hurt us. They wouldn't do that. That was the take everywhere. And getting people to understand that the world don't like us. Matter of fact, most of them grew up sitting in circle talking about how much they ought to hate us, to shun us, to chase us out of the room. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> there's still companies that are big mad that we all smoke weed now. And if they want us to pass a drug test, they're going to have to pay us a lot because we'll take a, a, a more shitty job because we get to smoke weed there. Not at it the just, job, but I mean, you were allowed after work. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. Like Can't work shouldn't work. tell you what to do at home. As soon as the boss starts talking to you about what to do in your off hours, it's time to find a new boss. Yep, that's wow. the truth. Or create a job of your own. And they don't like that they've lost that bit of control. And a lot of industries have their hands tied because in the full prohibition days, we used to pay people to think up ways to try to convince me and Jeff not to smoke weed. And so they were like, you can't ever hold a, a license operating heavy equipment or driving a truck or um, using a forklift or working in like the meat packing industry. Like they get all those fucking people have to get drug tested constantly. Yep. Yep. Um, the fast food employees and they, they got insurance companies to give the companies big discounts if they would just drug test their employees and so one by one all of these industries got a little thumb on their neck saying we've got a drug test yep and places like colorado the company's forced to choose between eating that insurance discount or drug testing their people and not having a workforce like it's just people got to stay vigilant and stay on top of this stuff and we really need to start electing better people. Holy fuck. Um, predictably, the sponsors of this bill, one of the main sponsors is a pediatrician. A pediatrician. And she's talking about 18-year-olds' cannabis habits. She's a pediatrician. Yeah. What do you think her take on this is? Do you think her patients are honest with her? Do you think 18-year-olds are honest with their doctor? I fucking wasn't. Right. The doctor's like, you smell like cigarettes, and I can see them on the floor over there where they fell to your pants. You sure you don't smoke? Yeah, I don't smoke, Doc. <laughs> like, I certainly don't smoke weed, Doc. Yep. You'll tell my mom I can't have her now. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. And then they fearmonger this shit in, and it's really gonna fuck with the industry. The that potency study, it's set up in this bill so that a commission is formed to do the study. And then whatever recommendations they make, the um, MED and the Department of Revenue have to figure out how to make them a rule. 
And so if they come back saying our research shows that anything above 15% THC is considered a hard drug, which if they just Google, where does the Netherlands not or stop caring about <laughs> cannabis? It's, I think it's 15% THC. Oh, wow. And <clears throat> all of a sudden we've got that rule here where anything yeah. above 15% is a no go. Like it's, that could happen in other States. I think, uh, there's one state on the East coast that has a potency cap already. I think it's 60% for concentrates. How do you, what, uh, what do you, so what if you make a concentrate that's over 60%, what do you do? You got to throw some other shit in there. Yep. That's the, with that's what though? Uh, yeah. Right. I don't even want to know with what that's gross. All right. Yep. Mike, well, I said I was going to give you a Mike's moment and I gave you like Mike's a Mike hour and a 20 half 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that's what I was going to get out of you. We were going to uh, try to wrap this up half an hour, folks. Thanks thanks for listening to the Rambles, folks. Dude, we appreciate uh, it. Thank you for being on the show. But also, bro, you were saying how much dedication, reading, time, and energy it takes to be an advocate. Thank you, bro. Because without you laying all that groundwork, I wouldn't be able to do, I wouldn't be able to put the fucking seeds in it. That's the great, greatest way I could put it. So thank you, bro. We need you out there. We need more guys like you out there doing it. So you guys, if you are curious on how to be uh, active, how to get involved in the political side, uh, not everybody's a grower. Not everybody's a podcaster. If you want to do some behind the scenes work and get legalization going where you are, uh, get it going. Contact Mike. He will help you out, teach you how to do all that stuff, give you some tips and tricks. He's a busy dude, but he will respond to you. I do promise that. And you can totally stay anonymous doing this also. It's harder, um, but in none of my advocacy has anyone ever checked my ID. Um, so you could fully be any sort of pen name you want as long as it's believable and letters to the editor have a lot of weight to them the powers that be still really like newspapers and they don't have an ability to check who's at the end of the email either so you just submit an email go to outlook you can create a new outlook email in about four seconds and you can be anybody you want to be <laughs> just the more people speaking out, the better it is for everybody. Mike is feeding the trolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The more people, the better. That's definitely it. We need more. So there are a lot of people that are sitting around smoking, listening to the show, loving the show. Uh, send an email. If you're, if you're working on some sort of legalization where you live, send an email. All right. We've done enough with the political yep. talking about sending emails and stuff. Mike, I want to thank you for hanging out, bro. Uh, I need to go get some more concentrates out of my concentrate supply. It is time for us to bro out for a few minutes and just talk off camera here. Uh, you don't get enough time to adult and hang out. So we're going to uh, abuse some of that privilege. Uh, thank you again for hanging yeah. out, bro. Do you want to remind people how to stalk you on social media just because they all have ADD and they already forgot what you said at the start of the show? Um, you can find me at Twitter at, at NemoPunk15. You can find me on Facebook at Pueblo for Sensible Cannabis Laws. And you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash white mind. There you go. Nice and professionally done. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, activists, and dabcavists. Oh, man, my connection just cut out right as I said that. But I hope I'm still recording all of that because it was fucking smooth. You guys, I hope you heard that. Um, if you feel like this episode was educational, informative, and or entertaining, maybe you'd like to support my Patreon. It is patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. If you've got questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, the email address is at hotmail.com. Yeah, it's old school. Don't make fun of me. Uh, the website, of course, is iregenetics.com. All kinds of good shit at iregenetics.com. Check it out. Support the brand. I think that is all I've got for you. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Mike for being a guest. I'm going to wrap it up now. 
Uh, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. You know, I want to give a big shout out to my buddy, Stabby Mick, motherfucking stab dude. Stab wood. Stab wood. Shout out, Stabby. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.